Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Fancy Like was just a ton of fun to work with and be able to leverage uh, the hit of, of the summer and then coming out of COVID and, and just bringing back a positivity that people were looking for that was very real and very natural, a song that we had nothing to do with at its core, but certainly partnered with in a way that people had fun with. But the the TikTok element for us, you know, we, we saw that as a way into the younger guests that we were trying to introduce to Applebee's. And the natural element that also helped us is that we had gone to marketing our promotions and our campaigns with food and music and using great songs, many times classic songs, uh, songs that everyone could relate to. And so that music connection with TikTok was a natural evolution for us to work with with that site that that allowed us to, um, I think, again, expedite our ability to connect with the younger guests. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Marketing Vanguard podcast. I'm Jenny Rooney at Adweek, and I am so excited to be here today with Joel Yashinsky. Joel is the CMO of Applebee's Bar and Grill. Joel, welcome. Uh, Jenny, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm so excited to talk to you, and I should I should correct myself. It's Applebee's Neighborhood Grill and Bar, and I, I do think that that's probably um, necessary to fix because I'm sure intentionality is just so key in terms of everything you do at Applebee's. I mean, it comes right down to semantics and naming. Um, so tell us a little bit about Applebee's. You know, bring us up to speed. I mean, this is a storied, um, storied franchise that I think so many people know and love and have had part of their communities for years and and. Bring us up to speed with where it's been and where it is right now. Absolutely. You know, Applebee's is a, a brand that's been a part of American culture since 1980. And, you know, the brand, like any brand, has been in different stages of its evolution. And right now, we're really having a lot of fun bringing the brand back into really the the overall pop culture arena in a way that I think has been fun for our guests, uh, fun for our marketing teams and our agency partners, but most importantly, uh, important for where our business is and where we want it to go and how we want to continue to evolve our relationship with our guests. And so that's really done through three areas. One is engaging them with uh, the really great comfort food that they come to know and love from Applebee's. Two, it's with the experience they have in our restaurants for that chance to break away from uh, the everyday challenges that we're all facing, especially in this post-COVID environment. And and then third, it's really making sure we have different types of promotions and engagements 
and campaigns that are relevant to our guests. And I think our focus in those areas uh, has really helped us to redefine the brand in the 2020s. It uh, really began in, in 20, late 2017 and, and 2018, but we've been really able to reestablish ourselves in the casual dining category as there's been so much taking place in the restaurant industry as there always is. And we've been trying to do it in a way that's been just fun and engaging for our guests. And um, we're really having a good time doing that. Yeah, no, that's great. And and tell me a little bit about, you know, how would you characterize the extent to which Applebee's hit an inflection point? You know, when was that and what did that look like? And and sort of where do you pinpoint the, the moment in your journey where it felt like change was needed? That really important question, and it really that inflection point happened 2016, early part of 2017, and the brand was a little bit uh, lost. It was trying to be something that it really wasn't at its core. There was a uh, a program that was established to make Applebee's more of a steakhouse, um, hand cut wood fired grill was something that was put in place in, all, in, in, in our restaurants across the country in 2015 and 16. And it did not go over well because it wasn't true to who Applebee's was as the neighborhood grill and bar mm-hmm. and tried to be something that it wasn't and tried to be something that uh, left its core base of guests behind and wasn't able to connect with new guests. Mm-hmm. And there was a change in management in 17 and 18, I was I, I came on board January of 2018 and really reestablished back the core essence of the brand at that point. And that led to a resurgence for us prior to COVID that was really exciting and a lot of fun to be a part of. And it was a turnaround that um, needed to happen, but it was all based on going back to the core essence of who we were, our founder. Bill Palmer was working with us. He's since passed away a couple of years ago, but he, along with all of our franchisee partners, really understood what the brand stood for and what it meant to our guests. And a new leadership team came in and really reestablished and reaffirmed the core essence of what eating good in the neighborhood really meant. Mm -hmm. And we were able to build off of that. And then we've had a lot of fun since that point. Um, again, focusing on the on the menu items that guests knew and loved at Applebee's, uh, whether it was riblets or boneless wings or great tasting uh, handcrafted burgers, it was really about that comfort food that people came to enjoy. And then the bar element was also critically important. Um, you know, having that ice cold beer uh, in a Brutus glass. Or the development of Dollarita, which really provided us a chance to connect with a younger audience that we had not connected with in the prior four or five years. Mm -hmm. And so then we built off of that and had a couple of uh, um, fortunate uh, assists along the way. Uh, Most importantly, probably Fancy Like by Walker Hayes and the song that really allowed us to reconnect. my daughter loved that and sang it all the time. So yeah, <laughs> absolutely, and 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 millions did right, and yeah. and then during the advent of TikTok, it allowed us a way in again to reach a, a, a younger guest that wasn't familiar with Applebee's uh, with the onset of um, fast casual, and so we were able to bring about the element of Applebee's that was important for us to get back to and do it in a way that helped expedite 
that turnaround that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, and I mean the TikTok effect is – I mean we could go deep on that because to your point, um, it's almost like it just reintroduces brands that are storied to one generation and so deeply known to one generation to yet a new generation who knows that it's been around – You know, I, they don't think it's brand new, but they know that it's been around. And it, But it's, an, it's not a – I'm, I'm guessing it's not a direct, direct link between what, you know, frankly, older generations, generations who have grown up with the brand um, – think about it and then what the newer generation it's like a wholly different construct right like and how you hitch into that in a meaningful way without losing sight of of the core of who you are i mean it's just it's the wild west right it's it's challenging it but is. huge opportunity it is a huge opportunity and it's one we've we've been able to leverage in a really positive way and part of it came naturally, you know, Fancy Like was was just a ton of fun to work with and be able to leverage uh, the hit of, of the summer uh, and, and, and then coming out of COVID and, and just bringing back a positivity that people were looking for that was very real and very natural, a song that we had nothing to do with at its yeah. core, yep. but certainly partnered with in a way that people had fun with. But the the TikTok element for us, you know, we we saw that as a way into the younger guests that we were trying to introduce to Applebee's and or maybe reintroduce after they grew up with, you know, maybe some going going to Applebee's uh, with their families as, yeah. as children. Yep. And the natural uh, element that also helped us is that we had gone to marketing our promotions and our campaigns with food and music and using great songs Many times classic songs, uh, songs that everyone could relate to. And so that music connection with TikTok was a natural evolution for us to work with with that site that that allowed us to, um, I think, again, expedite our ability to connect with the younger guests. And so mm-hmm. Fancy Like was part of that, but we came out with a program called Saucy Gloss where we had a, a video, people talking about our lip gloss that was flavored as our, as our, <laughs> as our wings. And... <laughs> We were able to do some really fun and engaging elements on TikTok and other social channels, too. I mean, Instagram is critically – they're all critically important, whether it's Instagram or or whether it's um, X or whether it's um, Snap. It's All of these things are, are critically important for us. But we were able to leverage that music component in TikTok in a way that really helped move that connection forward um, for, you know, the 21-plus the, the group. Uh, that's at this time, you know, was relatively distanced from Applebee's back in 18 and or 17 and 18. Yeah. And, you know, with the Marketing Vanguard podcast, what we're always trying to do is sort of hone in on that. You know, if you think of Vanguard as actually a group of people through their actions and decisions or changing trajectory or cha- creating change um, in any given context, um, you know, arguably it's it's honing in on the change that you all made under your leadership um, to to basically have a ripple effect either for your company, the brand, the business, um, or the broader industry. You know what I mean? So um, that's certainly, I'm sure, one of, of many. I want to pause for a really quick second because I want to talk about you and your background. Because for those who don't know, you, um, you're a McDonald's alum, correct? Yes. Um, talk a little bit about how your prior t- – tell us about your previous experience um, before coming to Applebee's and – how some of that previous experience uh, impacts, you know, or informs your leadership at Applebee's. Yes, uh, a proud alum of, of McDonald's, having spent 18 years really developing 
my marketing chops with 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 McDonald's and starting off at an entry level role and working my way up, uh, which included a stop in Canada as the CMO for McDonald's Canada uh, before coming back to the U.S. to lead creative and brand content that um, was in the early teens, 2013, 2014 and 15. Um, and a couple of things were really important about my experience at McDonald's. One, um, during those 18 years, we had our ups and downs and learning about uh, turnarounds and how you bring a brand back into um, a position of strength and focusing on at the end of the day, driving sales and traffic into your restaurants is critically important. And I had incredible leaders that I learned from at McDonald's that helped um, guide me to really understand the importance of how you drive the business results and do it in a way through marketing that connects with guests in a real authentic way. So there were elements from that standpoint in terms of being really true about the McDonald's brand, because there were a couple of times during those 18 years where the brand was challenged, where there were questions about food quality. Uh, we addressed those challenges head on. Um, there, when I came back to the U.S. in 2014, and certainly the, the there was a the brand was struggling, and one of the things I learned at that point was identifying the big idea and going after the big idea, and really what installed a turnaround moment for McDonald's um, or that point of uh, of creating a big change was introdu- the introduction of all day breakfast, mm-hmm. which was something our guests at yep. McDonald's had been asking for for decades, and the company wasn't able to deliver upon that. However, when you're in a position of needing to create a spark and drive some type of big um, turnaround initiative, it was an idea that was right in front of us in terms of being would would, would absolutely connect with what guests were looking for. Mm-hmm. So again, and, and I think one of the learnings from McDonald's, which has also been true at Applebee's, is how you work as an organization. Because it's not just marketing that's going to turn anything around. You have to have your operations partners hand in hand, which we do at Applebee's as well, uh, which we did to turn all day breakfasts on at McDonald's and making sure that you're working with your insights and analytics folks to understand what are those big opportunities that you need to go after. And so McDonald's provided a great deal of experience um, in those areas for me that I think have been a part of what's taking place at Applebee's as well. And, and learning uh, how you take an idea and make it come to life. Um, sometimes it's a matter of uh, the need and how big that need is. But whatever the reason is, how do you develop that sense of an organization all rowing in one direction? And we had a couple of great examples of that in my career at McDonald's that I've also been proud to be a part of at Applebee's. Yeah. yeah Applebee's is uh, all franchised? Uh, yes, it is all franchise. Okay. So, yes. So it's interesting because that, that adds a layer of complexity for you as a CMO, right, in terms of um, marketing to your franchisees and sort of like, you know, the communication there and having the interpreted, you know, the brand idea interpreted at the, at the, at the restaurant level. So how are you, you know, are there any nuances to that or best practices in that um, that you're able to uh, lead? Uh, it's incredibly important and I think – I will say, you know, I, I had some experience marketing at Southwest Airlines before McDonald's, which obviously was not any type of franchise organization in a different industry. But the franchise element 
both at McDonald's and especially at Applebee's, is a bit more of a challenge just in terms of the necessary steps that you have to take to build consensus. But it is incredibly helpful and beneficial for a marketer that as long as you recognize and understand that those extra steps are beneficial and that you can learn from the expertise that they have uh, to bring forward new ideas, to make sure that what you're presenting is really flushed out and not just thoughtful, but fact-based and ensuring that you've thought through all elements of the business because they do think through all elements of the business, whether it's operational, whether it's from a P&L standpoint, mm-hmm. utilizing and partnering or collaborating, I should say, really with, with franchisees is, has been an import, incredi- incredibly important part of, uh, of my success, both at McDonald's and Applebee's, because if you really understand that leveraging their passion their investment and their knowledge can make you a better marketer. Um, it's absolutely true. It's a little bit more work, but the payoff is significantly better. And whether it's a new idea that comes from them or building the engagement so that their restaurants are supporting an initiative, um, having a strong relationship with your franchisees can make you a really great marketer. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So it's great. That's a great segue into my next question because um, – and listen, I mean you've been in the industry long enough, as have I, to see how these things are cyclical. But we're yet again in a time where we're seeing a lot of headlines around CMO is leaving and the company's not replacing that role. Is that – you know the, the CMO role is being ca- called – the relevance and necessity of it is being called into question. A lot of this has to do with you know a lot of CMOs and organizations have um, – you know are being regarded as growth drivers, but they don't have access to or hands-on access to the actual levers that are going to drive growth within an organization. The franchise situation puts you a little even further away, arguably, to where the rubber hits hits the road. So there's the sort of like a two-part question, you know, A, how, how do you respond to sort of these this recent wave of headlines, you know, kind of expressing the demise of the role or at least questioning its relevance? And two, you know, Again, back to the complexity piece, you know, it, it makes it – it's an interesting dynamic that you have to navigate um, in order for you personally as a CMO to have impact uh, within your organization, within the C-suite and be a, you know, a, a true growth player um, 
among your peers. I find it fascinating, that conversation. And you're exactly right that that is certainly uh, um, a position that's out there that I couldn't disagree more in terms of the importance <laughs> of a marketing leader and a, and, and a chief marketing officer, especially in today's day and age. But at the end of the day, I think any chief marketing officer that understands they're really the chief marketing and sales officer, and again, yeah. tying in the element of how your marketing reflects directly to sales and traffic will ensure that even if you don't succeed knowing that, that you have a higher rate of success of, of being able to succeed based off the fact that you believe in that. Yeah. And any, you know, if there's a marketer out there that's in there to, you know, win awards or do really fun, smart, creative executions, but don't have the focus on those executions driving sales and and guests into your into your restaurants or into any business. Mm-hmm. I can understand why there's that belief out there. Um, mm-hmm. Fortunately, in my experience, both at McDonald's and at Applebee's, I've worked with people that understood the importance of how marketing does drive the bottom line of a yeah. business. Yeah. And I've always been focused for for you know as far as I can remember that my marketing work was always number one to drive sales and to help deliver um, the business results that are expected, whether it's to Wall Street or to a business unit. Um, And I think if any marketer understands that element of it, they will succeed and they will show their organization value. I love that. Um, You mentioned, I have two other quick questions for you. One is around the competitive set, the competitive landscape. And it just not like any not unlike anything else i mean the the world of fast casual um casual dining qsr and then you throw delivery in the mix i mean it's just it's such an incredibly constantly evol- evolving space how do you characterize the competitive landscape for you guys right now and where do you intentionally choose to insert yourselves in that um competitive landscape? Well, really important piece to what I was speaking about in terms of how you drive the business results, right, is understanding what's taking place in in, in your category or within the industry itself and how it's always changing and evolving. And that's one, it keeps things fresh. Uh, it keeps you, you know, as long as you're focused on understanding that you've got to stay really relevant and understanding of the changes that are taking place within your industry and your category and following where the guests are going. Um, You know, I talk almost daily with our our vice president of business insights and analytics to just know what's taking place almost on a real-time basis with regards Mm -hmm. to our guests and understanding what's happening each day when it comes to sales and traffic. And I think, you know, Understanding what the guests are looking for with those insights is incredibly important, especially with all of the all of the options they have today. And whether it's the advent and fast casual and new categories within the restaurant industry, or obviously the the, the big change that took place with delivery service providers coming online and playing an incredibly important role that only gets exponentially bigger due to a pandemic that changes your model in in many ways. Um, It's a big, fun, at -hmm. times frustrating challenge to really stay on top of what they're 
what is happening to the guest behavior and why, what's a nuance, uh, what's a what's a trend versus uh, what's a flash in the pan. And, yeah. you know, again, that's where you have to really triangulate all of your information to help you make the right decisions and choices as, as, a, as, a, as a marketer. Yeah. So it's really fun. It's really challenging. Uh, at times it's frustrating, but it's, it's a great uh, time to be in restaurant marketing right now because every day keeps you thinking and on your toes. Yeah. I want to talk really quickly and you mentioned TikTok and reaching younger consumers and guests. Um, you know, the last question is around culture and, um, consumer sentiment and preference. You know, we're living in a time when obviously it's, you know, listen, it's it's a it's a I mean, this is an election year. There's and then there's also obviously there's massive sports events going on this year. Um certainly Super Bowl, certainly the Olympics. I mean, you know, there's it's interesting as a marketer, obviously you have to be, you know, there's so many things to keep your your ears attuned to. Uh, certainly industry dynamics, competitive set, you know, consumer spending, you know, Inflation issues. I mean, like, you know, all the economic components, all the cultural components, you know, um, what are you hearing? You know, from your vantage point, what are the consumer, the the things that are trending or popping in your world that you're paying attention to that, frankly, other marketers might find interesting, especially, you know, in, in vastly different categories as they think about reaching consumers, but also being just really cognizant of, of what's happening out there in our world um, that are impacting how marketers are are engaging with existing and prospective consumers. It's uh, it, it's so important to know and understand that while you can sit there and look at a stock market that's at record highs, mm-hmm. our guests don't necessarily. It may be hopefully good for their four hundred one k, but from their day to day standpoint, everything we're hearing and learning about is just more of the unknown more of the concern about what's next and, and how do we um, make things better. And, and that's that's where Applebee steps in. I mean, our goal is to give everybody a chance to come in for an hour, hour and a half and, and put aside the stresses of the day. And there's so many of them right now. I mean, there's, there's you know, obviously just from reading the news headlines, but we're hearing it from the guests. There's an uncertainty, even though the job market grew 325,000 jobs last week for the, yep. for the previous month. There's still this concern about, are we going to have things better this year than we did last year? And, and that question's out there right now. So the uncertainty is something that we're sensitive to. Mm-hmm. We keep that in mind with the programs, campaigns, and promotions that we provide. And then from a marketing standpoint, we look into the areas that allow people a little bit of that, if not an escape, a little bit of that break from yeah. Yeah. those pressures of the day. So again, our our use of music, um, you see us very evident in media, especially around sports. Mm-hmm. So we're looking for those opportunities to tie into our guests about, we know you use music and sports um, and sometimes movies, as another example, for, for breaks away from the, from the everyday grind. Applebee's is there for you as well. Yeah. But we do hear from our guests right now that they're feeling the grind. And if we can provide that break in that moment once a week or even once a month for, for our guests, that's, that's really where we're trying to lean in with that food that they are comfortable, they know what it is. 
they enjoy it, it tastes good, and it just gives them a chance to come in and have a, a cold beer with <laughs> friends or come in with their family. And, and that's that's really what what we we hold at our core. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Um any last thoughts? You know, there's so much and we've only just scratched the surface, but you know, as you look ahead into the um, you know, well, the remainder of 24, obviously, we really are only just newly into 24. But what are you most excited about? Now, let's flip it. You know, what are you most excited about? What are you looking forward to? And what can we expect to see from Applebee's? So, Jenny, when I heard about the chance to come speak to you and, and talk a little bit about marketing and Applebee's, I was excited. But I also was thinking we have so many really cool things coming around. We have a big announcement in March. We have a big announcement in April. Uh, we have a partnership that's going to really stand out for our guests and, and for our restaurant employees as well. Um, and then we have some fun programs in place that we just can't tip our hat to or tip <laughs> our hand to yet. But um, we're really excited about 2024 because everything that I've been referencing and, and recently about you know giving guests the chance to get a break, enjoy something different, um, have a great experience – those pieces are really all about our 2024 plan. And so I think, you know, I hope as you see our announcements come beginning, well, and even we just had one in January. We worked with uh, with uh, Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston on their uh, Dos Hombres Mezcal drink. And we brought Mezcal to the masses at Applebee's in January. And we just had them in one of our restaurants in New York, surprising guests and serving and delighting them, so cool. which was a huge success. We have almost... Every month, every other month, uh, uh, a cadence of really fun and engaging opportunities for our guests that we're excited to bring forward and hopefully provide for them that opportunity for fun and engagement and great tasting food. We have one of our best testing menu items launching in May. Um, so, yeah, it, it's hard for me to hold back the enthusiasm I have or especially like say too much because I'll get myself in some trouble. But we have some really <laughs> fun things happening in 2024. Awesome. Well, we'll I'll circle back and we'll we'll get more information from you once those things are live. But in the meantime, we'll all be paying attention uh, closely to what y'all are doing in 24. So, um, Joel, thank you so much for being here with me. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, Jenny. I enjoyed talking to you as well. Thank you for listening to Marketing Vanguard, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Jordan Pretano, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGibney at Batwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 